Balls out. Sports Talk Radio. Guys, let it all hang out. Oh, don't tease me. And talk about sports and more. To listen, go to www.ballsoutsportstalk.com. Podcasts are available on iTunes. So come join the guys and let it all hang out. www.ballsoutsportstalk.com. Good morning. Class is in session here. This is the professor with Balls Out Sports Talk. Uh, doing my little uh, version of something I'd like to do. It's a solo act. I want to improve upon it. The only way I can do it is by doing these. I've got full approval from L Squared and The Bench, who, by the way, he uh, produced his first, and I haven't even had a chance to li- listen to it yet, but his first uh, baseball hour is what he's going to call it. I wanted to call it Balls and Strikes. He's going to call it the baseball hour. Um, but it's it's a uh, show about baseball, and... There's the bell. Classes in session. I got to get that one on the soundboard so it's easier to manipulate. But it's one of those things that uh, I'm still working through this stuff. Anyhow, um, Bench has got the baseball hour. He's uh, got a co-host. Did it on Christmas Day, which is impressive. And um, he's uh, he's talking baseball. Talking baseball early. There's a lot, a lot of stuff going on with baseball. Uh, gosh, what about this Carlos Correa thing? I mean, is were the Giants correct? They were terrible the way they handled it, but were they correct on the fact that Carlos Correa may be uh, maybe a little injured? Don't know. I, I'm not sure what they're seeing. Uh, they're what do they call it? Uh, they're holding their cards close. Um, but I that nobody has spent more than the uh, Mets. Nobody will spend more than the Mets. This guy's just giving a big F you to all the other owners, and I'm just going to overspend and buy a championship. Hope it works out. Hope it works out for all that money. It's never guaranteed. More money, more problems, I guess is what they say. Anyhow, uh, with that being said, love to have good conversation with you on... um, I'm going to do a sorry for your loss segment here with three, I think three of the uh, guys that passed away that probably meant the most. I mean, when I say mean the most of the show, meant meant the most to to us as sports fans. Um, Then uh, I'm going to open with a story that I had today. Then I'm going to go into some other stuff. But um, I want to get into uh, Legend and I, L Squared and I had a conversation. I was sitting outside the house while the family was waiting for me anxiously waiting for me to get in the house sitting in the car and we were just talking about being parents and being kids and chasing after dreams and chasing and our kids chasing after dreams and and I've got a I've got a take on on all this and questions out there to ask you so it's um maybe maybe it gets you to think maybe it doesn't maybe you just say a big f you I can be an asshole at times and I think that that's um uh a given just because it's the show. And I, 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 right next to L squared, he, he'll say, hold my beer when it says being an asshole. He'll just sit there. Um, it's it's kind of one of those things. We're intense people. Anyhow, uh, I'm going to open with a story. So I'm sure we're all familiar by now with the self-check. The self-check, I am... I am basically going to say needs to have rules and regulations before self-check, before you're able to enter self-check. I have a big problem when I go in and I've got five items to to get self-checked out. And I have basic computer 
knowledge, but these mofos that get in there with a full basket because they think they're going to get out there faster and self-check and have no computer skills and have to have somebody stand right by them to tell them the codes of fruits and vegetables and taking up our time kind of kind of diminishes the purpose of what uh, a self-checkout is. It's If I have a full basket, I'm not going through self-checkout. I, I, I'm considerate enough for the guy next to me who's probably going to leave his cart in a parking space, but I'm considerate enough for him that I'm, I'm going to go through a checker who knows all the codes for the, for the fruits and vegetables and knows how to run a computer, for God's sakes. So I'm behind this lady, and wouldn't you know it, she's got the only, the only one that's open, and she's got a, she literally has to have an assistant look up every, every item for her. And that just, now they got me going. Yeah, and I've explained, I've explained in earlier times of uh, the, the earlier show that I did on the 21st on my, how I get pissed off about uh, the holidays and having to go to Costco and having the significant other send me to Costco on a Wednesday because it's not going to be busy and people leaving their carts and parking spaces when there's minimal parking spaces. It, it just pisses me off. But this, this, this self-checkout is not for everybody. It's not for everybody. If you don't have basic computer skills, then you should not go through there. It's not going to save you any time. It's not going to save everybody else any time either. It's it's a joke. And I think I was mentioning, maybe I didn't, I'm in Save Mart and I've got to get one item. And when I have a bunch of items or when I have 10 items in the, in the quick check, remember the quick check where 15 items or less, when I have, when I have one item um, and there's somebody, or when I have a bunch of items and somebody's behind me and they only have one item, I let them go through. I'm not that not that big of a hurry. Let them go through. Hey, want to go ahead of me? Uh, and then usually they're very appreciative. So I'm behind this bitch, and it's 15 items or less. Well, I'm looking in the basket, and I know for a damn fact she's got at least 30 items in that basket. What does she do? Oh, she's paying for a friend of hers. So she separates the items in two to have separate checks, two fifteen, and I'm like looking at her. I'm going, yeah, that's bullshit. I see what you're doing there. It kind of defeats the purpose of self check or a quick check and thirty items or fifteen items or less. And I mean, you know, I'm a short fuse sometimes. Uh, short fuse when it comes to that shit. And uh, I don't know if anybody else out there has experienced that. Maybe they don't care. Maybe they're not in a hurry. Maybe they have, I don't have that patience. For one, I don't want to be out and about when, um, when it's the holidays. I just want to stay inside. And uh, I would love to, to hear if anybody else feels the same way or then maybe they don't. Uh, that being said, uh, Christmas time happened and hopefully everybody enjoyed being with their families. I know I did. I had the... Uh, the elder son who uh, graduated from Cal Poly and his girlfriend were over and uh, we had uh, the, uh, the young man that's over at the University of Georgia. Uh, we opened, uh, we did stock. Everybody had to buy, buy at least one gift for the stocking. That was the rule. So we did that. The, the girlfriend made out like a bandit here. I mean, she, she made out like a bandit. She must love us. Um, but uh, 
it, it was a good time. It was good to be around. I got to, to, to FaceTime. It's not the same, but I got to FaceTime with my uh, new granddaughter and uh, my grandson. And that was, that was uh, very enjoyable. I, I want to, I do want to say that, um, the youngest for L squared used to be my, my, I used to love being around him during Christmas time. Young, young guy hasn't been young kid hasn't, hadn't been poisoned yet by the, by the commercialism of Christmas and hadn't been poisoned. He, man, you go over to that house and that was the happiest guy on the planet. The happiest guy on the planet. So I get amazed when he comes in and he gets on the show and he's a, he's a, almost a grown man now. <laughs> and he's he's kind of letting the world beat him down a little bit, and he has that that anger. Um, it, it's just a. Uh, it, it used to be so much fun to be around the young man, uh, the youngest, when uh, Christmas time was around. And uh, God, I I loved it. I loved it. He'd be singing songs. He'd be decorating the tree, and he'd be keeping his family in line about you know, the, the spirit of Christmas and it was just a happy time. I mean, then, you know, a bonus might be, it's a wonderful life's on TV over there. The smells of the house, the food, everything. It was, it was just outstanding. And now I'm looking forward to that. Cause I have these grandchildren that are, that are no longer, uh, that are just excited. Well, my granddaughter doesn't know what the hell's going on since she was born on October 26th, but, uh, but, oh my gosh, my grandson, he's just as excited and has, it still has that belief and, and you just want to keep it as long as possible. So uh, hopefully everybody had a, a great day. There, there was some football game. Hey, what about the Dolphins, too? What's going on with that team? I mean, they played the Niners. I thought that game right there was going to be the one the Niners lose. And then they <laughs> Niners lost their starting quarterback in that game, too. But then they, you know, I thought they were on their way. And Tua was... Fantastic. We were talking about them on the show and everything. And it just seems like they're very average. Or maybe they looked in the mirror and they go, Oh, that's right. We're the Dolphins. We've been we've been terrible for a while. But um, boy, that ship is taking on water. Uh, did you watch football during Christmas? We shot pool in the uh in the game room and had some fun there. I have a, a the oldest here who's very, very smart and his girlfriend. And I, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm not a big fan of this, but they have no interest whatsoever in sports. And I said to his mother, I said, you know, when he has children, we're going to really have to take over there because, uh, I, you know, they have that arrogant, I just have no interest in sports whatsoever. Do you guys get so worked up about it? And why are you so passionate about it? And I just, you know, obviously my passion is, is, uh, gone down a little bit but for god's sakes not interested in sports i mean they, they his, his grandfather showed him a picture of the um of his cousins with uh, uh coach shanahan and he didn't even know who the fuck that guy was and it was just like and i was like kind of looking shaking my head as he's trying to show him the picture it's like yeah that's not going to be a big thing for him i know you're excited about it but he won't be so anyhow family stuff so hopefully everybody had a good time um I'm going to go into sorry for your loss and the the people that these people I think were the three most uh, significant to our show. Uh, the first one is Living Legends, most significant Guy Lefleur from the Montreal Canadiens. Um, Guy Lefleur, I didn't even know this about. So my dad takes me to a hockey game, the Oakland Seals, back in the early early seventies. Well. 
I forgot this, but Charlie Finley, the owner of the Dynasty Oakland A's back in the 70s, they won three three World Series in a row. They were in the championship game numerous times. He also owned the Oakland Seals. Well, the owner of the Canadians actually talked him into making a trade for draft picks. And he got, he got a, um, he went with it and the seals happened to come in last place. So here, here they come. They've got, they've got the first pick and it's going to be between Marcel Dion or, uh, Guy Lafleur. And they end up choosing Guy Lafleur. Marcel Dion could, he could be the most underrated player in all of hockey. I think he's, he, he just played on really, really bad teams. And he was sixth, I think he's sixth all time legend, if you know better on that one. But he's sixth all time in scoring, but he just never played on good teams. So Guy Lafleur is L squares. He's the guy that, that L squared looked up to. That's what inspired him. That's, that's his guy. We all understand that. We all, we all, I mean, Mays, Mays in baseball was, was my guy. And, um, so that Guy Lafleur was very important. That was a, that was a sorry for your loss, a true sorry for your loss in the, uh, in the balls out sports show when, when his passing came about, um, the next guy is eleven uh, time NBA champion, two time NCAA champion with Casey Jones. I think they both played at the they they both played on the USF team in they won the NCAA championship when you could be a USF and win it, uh, nineteen fifty five and nineteen fifty six All American, um, Bill Russell, and Bill Russell and I uh, have had some time together, which is my. Probably most famous person I've actually had a little bit of a relationship. It's not like we're calling each other up and say, hey, let's have some beers. But at one time he was the um the coach and the general manager for the Sacramento Kings. He lived here in Sacramento or lived in Sacramento. I shouldn't say here. We're in Fresno, but lived in Sacramento when I was up there. Got to play a little bit of golf with him. Uh he gave me tickets once and um just a fantastic guy. But uh, it's it's funny that um you have uh, you have this player that played in probably the most liberal and racist place you can possibly play, and that's Boston. Boston, they vote Democrat all the time. They're they're better than us. They'll tell you that the whole bit, but they are the most racist mofo's on the planet. They're a, they, and I'm using mofo today because I'm trying not to cuss as much. I've noticed that my cussing has gone quite up. So. But they are the most racist people on the planet. Jim Rice had a hard time there. Uh, but Bill Russell, Bob Cousy will tell you with tears in his eyes that he should have done more. That's, that's how impactful, that's how bad it was there. And they loved Bill Russell when he was on the basketball court. They just treated him like he was just, you know, he was dirt when he wasn't on the court. And I can't even imagine hotel accommodations and all that. So Bill Russell lived it. I, I didn't notice so much uh, when I was spending a little bit of time with him. I didn't notice so much that he had a, a big chip on his shoulder, although he was an activist. He, um, 
he uh, he was a pole bearer, bearer for uh, Jackie Robinson uh, when Jackie Robinson passed. He uh, he he's, you know he was for uh, equality. Obviously, he was uh, an activist for the rights of of blacks and all people. Martin Luther King era, the whole bit. I mean, crazy times back then. But Bill Russell uh, was very um, was a significant loss and. We really, uh, that, that was a, that was, that was one that uh, legend could go on for as far as talking about as well. So Bill Russell, the third one is, uh, Vince Scully, Vince Scully, the 67, 67 season announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He began his, his announcing career. And this is what I love. I love, um, I love the uh, the stories these guys have on how they started, um, how they started this, uh, how they started their careers. And he began his announcing games at Fordham University of all places. And then he got in with the Brooklyn Dodgers, was with Red Barber, came back, came out to uh, L.A. when they moved when they moved uh, to the West. And uh, at the time, there was a guy named Lon Simmons for the Giants, and he was. Um, he moved out as well, and he had a he, he's in the Hall of Fame as well. But th- nobody liked Vince Scully. The, the depictions of games and how he could, I mean, people love it. as far that was why baseball on the radio was so good it's because of guys like him. I mean, he can he can bring you a game, and the excitement of it and the description. He was a poet with it. He was a poet. He made these guys, you know, whether it be Oral Hershiser. Uh, calling Kirk Gibson's home run, Sandy Koufax no hitter in the uh, in World Series in the World Series. Actually, it wasn't in the World Series, but his his, his no hitters, um, just just amazing. And uh, I didn't know that he called in his lifetime. He called twenty no hitters, twenty. That's that's a that's a big number. I, I I'd always hope to see one no hitter. I don't know if anybody out there has ever been to a game where a guy's throwing a no-hitter in a Major League Baseball game, but uh, I think, let me see, I went to Reds Giants, Scott Geralt's on the mound, um, and uh, almost no-hit the Reds. The Reds got a hit in the eighth. Uh, I sat in the upper deck on that one, froze my ass off. It was at Candlestick Park. Worst, worst stadium on the planet so cold there the wind just it was off that point there that was no no fun to watch any sport there the if you did a um if you did a barbecue or a tailgate out there you couldn't even light the barbecue it was so windy and if it did get lit you're going to get burned or your car was going to catch on fire because the wind the wind had the flame blowing sideways it was just not good not good hey winningest golfer of all time katie whitworth passed away did anybody know that no why? Because it's a woman's sport. I just, I mean, I just, I laugh at, I, I'm not laughing at her passing, but, you know, this whole movement of, of, um, of the women's movement, the feminist movement that we've seen, the fact that none of these people can even tell you what a woman is anymore, that they're allowing men to go into sports of women. I mean, you know, you just, you're never, 
you, you ne we're, we're, they're never going to win this. So this gal is the winningest golfer of all time. I've never heard of her. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody else has, but Katie Whitworth. It's just, I mean, it's pathetic. I, I, they need to do a better job. And it's women that need to be. You get to be feminist. Why don't you support these women? Why? It's like the WNBA. Why are you not going to games? You're chastising L squared and myself for not supporting the WNBA. Well, why don't you support it? Because nobody fucking cares. And it's 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 amazing that I think I think there was more women's golf back on, on in the 70s. I know the Dinosaur Classic used to be on and so forth than there is today. You have to go to a certain station or pay for a subscription to watch these these women play. I'm not saying they can't play either. They're good players. People just aren't interested in it. And you're trying to force us to be interested in it. So Katie Whitworth, LPGA, all-time winningest. Actually, I think they're naming, naming her the all-time winningest player in all of golf. I'll have to take a look at that and see, uh, see if there's any truth to that. But uh, anyhow, let me uh, let me get into let me get it let me get into us as parents for our kids. I mean, I'm in a there's a whole bunch of stuff I can go into on this thing from us as parents uh, with our kids with sports, us as parents with our kids as counseling them on direction, uh, the whole bit. Before I start this, I want to let you know that this this show also is sponsored by No Limit Carpet and Floor Care. Uh, low moisture 94 at gmail.com l squared is getting close to being able to release a uh do a do a commercial form but uh until daddy gets to be able to pronounce moisture he's in uh, speech therapy right now to, to be able to do that uh, i will continue to do the commercial form 559-676-1131 carpets rugs any kind of flooring upholstery he's cleaned garage he's cleaned the floor of garages before He's got some fantastic stuff going there. Uh, he's uh, stopped by for Christmas to say hello. Brought some truffles because he likes the way I give that commercial out. So low moisture, 94 at Gmail. That is no limit carpet and floor care here in the Fresno area. So us as parents, I remember, I remember going to a going and seeing a practice down the road uh, at Bullard High. I was uh, off that day. So I said, hey, you know, I'm just going to go watch baseball, see how it practice. And I love watching practice, see how they organize it and everything. And um, it wasn't a holiday. It was the middle of the week. It was like a Wednesday. And I go out and watch this practice. There's fucking 20, 20 dads there watching practice. A practice. Not a game. Practice. That's absolutely mind-boggling to me. And I'm looking at the coach because I knew the coach. And he, I said, what's up with this? He goes, yeah, this is, this is what you have to deal with now. I played high school baseball. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I was raised by a single parent who did, you know, the best she could. But I will tell you this, that when I had practice, we practiced at 3 o'clock or 3.30 after school. There were no dads there. None. There were no parents. You know why there were no dads there? Because they were fucking working, for God's sakes. They weren't looking at the coach and critiquing the coach and trying to figure out a way to get rid of the coach because their kid's not playing. 
or thinking that their kids should get drafted or they, their kids a D1 player and all that. We never even talked about that stuff. And nowadays it's, it's like a full fanship at the practice to watch practice. And I don't get it, but that, you know, that's just, it's how, it's how bad we've become as parents. We think for some reason we can, um, we can will our kid into being good or will our kid into getting that starting job. You know, how much time does he spend after it? Who knows? I don't know. Or if maybe he works really, really hard and he's not very good. That happens too. And then it's your, you know, maybe your kid, I got a kid in the house. He's not even into sports. He played sports. He wasn't the best. And was I bringing, you know, going and having a sit down with the coach? Why isn't he getting more play time? No. And then I've got another kid that's really, really good. And he works his ass off. But you know what I did? He'd have he'd have uh, workouts with guys over at Fresno State and go play them and stuff. I'd drop him off and then come back and pick him up. I'm not watching him. He's now at an age where he manages his own stuff. I mean, I, I really want to have a relationship with him that doesn't have anything to do with the sport. We'll talk a little bit about it. But he's got other people that he does that with. But I want him to follow his dreams. And that's kind of where Living Legend and I were talking about this, about following your dreams and teaching your kids. It's not about chasing money. I mean, hey, somebody might be really, really good with numbers and be really, really good as a financial planner late in life. It's good. Maybe that's what they pick. But we have run across so many guys where the job, I, I'm one of them, I, Living Legend, the, the job cho chose us. We took the easy way out. I didn't work hard enough in baseball. I was able to play on a Division II World Series team, which was really, really good. And I didn't play that much. But um, it's because probably I didn't do the right things. I could have done better. Uh, what should I have been doing maybe later on? Right? Probably should have been teaching, maybe become a college coach, because I think I've done a very good job as far as teaching individually. But that's not what I do. And that's okay because it's, it's taught me some stuff. It's given me some stuff to pass on to my kids and hopefully God hope they listen that, um, I want I want you to do something that you, you wake up every morning and you smile with it. The, the youngest ones, the youngest one I think has it. He's got, a, I mean, he's got a plan B. He's not thinking about the plan B right now because he doesn't need to. Can, is he, is he good enough to play on the tour? Might be. Does he got a shot? Oh, yeah, he's got a really good shot at doing that. But right now his focus is being a college student, going to school and um, playing college tennis. But what are we doing with our kids? I mean, trying to push them into sports or I think I think the great thing about the. I think the great thing about sports is the lessons they teach us, obviously, the work ethic, the le learning to more than anything, the learning to deal with failure. Legend will 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 echo this. Uh, as I echo this, uh, or as I say this, is that losing lasts a hell of a lot longer than winning. It does. And that's kind of one of the things I, 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 I pass on to them is that as a parent, when it's like, you got to understand losing lasts a lot longer. Winning doesn't last very long. You win, hey, great. But it it doesn't last very long. You're on to the next. And with tennis, that's something that that he's got to do is he says, you know, you win. Guess what? You kept more pressure because you got another match and you got to do it again. You got to go through the nerves and you got to go through the, you know, the doubts and all that. Uh, 
it's it, you just don't have any time to enjoy what you just did till you make it to the end and then you still don't have time but as as parents are we are we getting in the way of our kids dreams or are we we are we pushing you know pushing them away from hey this this is what makes them happy maybe he can figure out a a way to make a living at that i remember watching uh nine innings with it, it was a documentary on augie garrido the great augie garrido who played here at fresno state back in the 50s became one of the greatest college coaches of all time i think he has six national championships ended up with the university of texas but he was saying that his dad was pushing him into being uh, work in the federal shipyard. That's where they lived. They lived up above San Francisco and his dad was the basketball coach, the football coach, the baseball coach. Uh, but he did that after work. They went to the YMCA that's and he ran the rec center after work. They had dinner, went down there and what Augie wanted to do. And he knew it early on in his life is that he wanted to coach, which I think is very unique is that a kid, because what I wanted to do is I wanted to be a player. I didn't think about coaching. I never thought about coaching. I wanted to play. Legend, probably the same way. I, he wanted to play when he was young. But this, he knew he always wanted to coach. And he told his dad his dream. And his dad's reply was, you're never going to make any money doing that. He goes, look, you have a job here. You have a job here at the shipyard. Good, good pay, good benefits. There's where we, this is where we get fucked. Good pay, good benefits. Good pay, good benefits, year in, year out. Good pay, good benefits, year in, year out. And then pretty soon you get to it where you hate your fucking job. You, you hate it. It's, it's like Groundhog Day. Every day you're just doing the same thing. It may not even matter what it is. Good pay, good benefits. Maybe you're an attorney. You can't stand that. What was your dream? What was your dream? And, and us as parents, hey, you should take that job because it's good pay, good benefits. You know. But I don't want to do that. I have a friend of mine that got involved in the um, in the business of um, of Culligan Water with his family. I mean, you, you know what that guy does now? Because in his life has been much better since he, he's a caddy at Pebble Beach. The guy caddies at Pebble Beach. Still does the Culligan in a, in a lesser role, but his life has been the stress has been so much less because walking with guys playing golf and just talking to them and giving them clubs and stuff. He loves that. And he said that he's actually caddied for some guys that are pretty well off that look at that and say, I want to do that. And, uh, I think it's, uh, fairly, um, fairly enriching to him right now, but legend and I, when I was coming back, we were, I was in the car for probably about 15 to 20 minutes and we were talking about this and, and our kids and our kids are all, our kids are all on the right track. Uh, thank God our kids are all on the right track of doing something they love. Uh, the, the oldest one here is, uh, is a farmer. Um, does, does he have his shortcomings? Of course he does. And we're, we're, I'm trying to work with him on that. The, the other thing, too, with kids coming out nowadays, is, is, as I see it, is that they, they all want to be know-it-all alpha males at 22 years old in a business where they're just starting like they want to be the boss already. Then, you know, that working, that's where the work ethics really got to kick in. Farming's hard work. Uh, you're not the boss. You don't own the land and um, keep your ears open. But anyway, uh, that was just something that just kind of got on me that I am legend. I both, we just, we just want, the, we want our kids to, to shoot for the stars and 
do something, but you got to have a plan B too. I mean, I think that uh, I think the young man at Georgia is going to, if he's going to be involved in sports in some manner, whether he becomes an agent or whether he becomes some does something, he's got enough contacts. That's the other thing. If you're going to teach your kid, teach your kids to build relationships. So it's going to be, always be who you know. Is it fair? No, but it's always going. To, you're going to have to know some, but it's going to be who you know as well. Uh, and that's uh, that's the professor's. Um, little spin or his his take my take on us as parents and you know especially with sports just you don't need to go to practice every time you don't even really need to go to practice i would even say you don't even need to sign up for coaching to protect your kid from uh not making the starting lineup let him fail let him fail to see see how hard he works out of it this transfer portal is becoming really really bad uh, Coach Izzo, he said it. He goes, man, you, you know, these kids just, you got to watch how you talk to them the whole bit. And I'm going to tell you, we were talking about the transfer portal early on when this thing came in or the NIL deals and stuff. There's tampering going on big time right now. If there was illegal recruiting going on before, it's even worse now. So say Living Legends play is a star, is a star quarterback at UNC and he's already getting phone calls from other colleges saying, hey, we got a $5 million NIL deal if you go into the portal. But pretty sure that's illegal. Pretty sure that's illegal. So uh, it, it's going to get bad. But uh, as far as our kids, hey, hey just let, let's find out, what, find out what they're good at, what they're passionate about. Let them go for that. You know, that's, that's, that's really important. And, you know, it's very rewarding, too. Um, I'm going to end today with, and by the way, Balls Out Sports Talk is going to resume after the first of the year. We're looking at going Saturdays. The gang will be there. Um, as I said at the beginning of the show, the baseball hour has its inaugural, I can't even say that word. I may not have to be able to, I may not be able to do that commercial, but he has his inaugural, um, his inaugural, uh, Oh, legend saying this Saturday coming up. So that is uh, New Year's Eve show. That should be exciting. That should be exciting. Anyway, uh, Bench is his inaugural uh, baseball hour. It was done on Christmas Day, which I'm really impressed with. And I'm excited about going and see it. But that one's already downloaded. So tune into that one. Bench has got a plethora of knowledge on baseball. He probably sees it a little bit differently than I do as far as what I like and what I'm looking at playing. He's he's more knowledgeable today. I these guys, you know, the stuff, all the stats they know about because they changed the stats, you know, it's no longer batting average, ERA, strikeouts and home runs and RBIs and stuff like that. Now you got war and whip and you know, you you name the acronym, they've got it now. So um, the baseball hour is, uh, is something that has been added as well. And he'll be doing that from time to time. I'm sure he's got plenty to talk about. Um, now to the end, this is movie time, by the way, to the end. Has anybody seen it? Anybody? No, of course you haven't seen it. It's the fucking movie that AOC did. This is laughable. And guess what it's about? Uh, let's see, uh, global warming. Yeah. It's about climate change. Oh, global warming. They call it climate change now because it's so fucking cold. So 
you guys want to take a guess on what this with what this movie from 120 screens grossed? 120 screens. What did it gross to the end about global global warming, climate change? Uh, you know, that's basically killing us all. People are dying every day from it. You know, that Greta Thunberg, who's probably got a higher education than AOC. I, I don't even know how Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez even got, got elected. But $10,000 from 120 screens. Let me break that down to you. That's $80.55 per screen. And if the tickets cost $16.25 because it's freaking expensive to go to the movies. A total of 600 people probably saw it. So if you are one of those people that listens to Balls Out Sports Talk and went and watched to the end, you probably should pick right now because we are not in line of anybody that would find any interest of to the end. It's absolutely hilarious that these these asswipes in Congress are going to sit there and tell us what we should be interested in. Well, hey, there you go to the end about climate change, global warming. And there were 600 total people interested. I'm wondering if they actually saw it or how long did they stay in there to the end of their popcorn? I'll take a small popcorn as soon as it's done. We're leaving. Um, and then uh, finally, the knockouts to fat chicks. How did we get here, guys? How did we get from the knockouts to the fat chicks? I don't know. I, I think it's actually uh, women hate each other so much and they tear each other down, which is why they can never get ahead, that uh, the knockouts actually encourage fat chicks so they feel better about themselves. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the Sports Illustrated issues and the L. McPherson's to the transgenders that are now on that issue. That used to be the most sought after issue every stinking year. And I will continue to talk about this. Every single year, it used to be the most sought-after issue. There were women buy, buying it. If you think about the billboards that happened in the 80s with all those supermodels going, they, I mean, they were selling the product. They were smoking hot. Not anymore. Not anymore. There's a clothing line called Lululemon. Um, the young man is sponsored by it for his uh, for tennis or athletic athletic performance. It was performance gear is what it was. It's for people in shape. You walk in there now. Yeah. The model deuce, deuce and a half. Not bad. Not bad. It's, it's, you know, roller pig has now got, uh, wear to, uh, uh, sports wear, athletic wear, you know, right, right next to the cheeseburger that she's about to eat. So, um, you know, I, I, I want to have more of a conversation with this with the, the, the younger generation because their generation is so much better than ours now, according to them sometimes, uh, is what they have to endure in the whole trans man, trans woman uh, gig and how they're now models and don't even get me started on commercials and everything else. It's just for some reason, somewhere along the way, the uh, society has decided that they feel sorry for somebody who of no fault of our own, I didn't do anything, uh, that they have to promote uh, obesity. I mean, if you remember the COVID epidemic, the people that were dying were people that were obese. I always thought it was funny that Krispy Kreme was going to give you a dozen donuts if you went and got vaccinated. And uh, they were probably part of the reason why people were dying. So anyhow, 
hey, this is the professor. I'm going to let you guys out a little bit early. Uh, again, this Saturday, Balls Out Sports Stock resumes with the gang. Uh, you have the baseball hour with Bench that's already downloaded. He did it on Christmas Day, which is a great effort by Bench. And uh, I, for time to time, will have the professor holding class if I feel the need to get something off my chest or talk about uh, what's going on in uh, the world. Uh, hopefully, it's been educational. I'm even hoping that some of you I, I pissed off because that's what, the, uh, that's what I have a tendency to do. Uh, because as they say, sometimes I am an asshole. Anyhow, uh, this is Balls Out Sports Talk class in session with the professor. Hope you all enjoy it. The uh, Saturday again, I'm going to say it again. Saturday, we are back to our regular show. Should be exciting. The NFL is getting heated up right now. Uh, we've got the college playoffs are going to be starting. Matter of fact, New Year's Eve that night, that night they've got Georgia, Ohio State. That's the one I'm looking forward to. But you have Michigan and TCU as well to determine who's going to be playing at SoFi the following, not the following Monday, the week after Monday for the national championship. Anyway, it's been a pleasure being with you. And hopefully everybody has a great 26. You get to um, spend time with your family. And uh, you've been listening to Balls Out Sports Talk.